boy's name is FF Brit Baller, and he's just finished his fantasy rankings for the upcoming drafts. Now you're to go to the full10yards.com and draft your teams based on his projections. And that's by order of the Peaky Blinders. What's up, everybody? This is FF Stompy, your reigning Scott Fishbowl champion, and you are listening to the best fantasy football podcast in the United Kingdom, the Full 10 Yards Fantasy Football Podcast. You're listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Yes, welcome in everybody to the Full 10 Yards Fantasy Edition podcast where every yard counts providing your playing decimal scoring, which by the way, I haven't actually said this yet after saying that little line, but you should be playing decimal scoring because it's the best way to score in fantasy football. So if you're not, go tell your commissioner, look, we need to be playing decimal scoring because you get rewarded for everything. You know, your player runs three yards, you get 0.3 of a point. Perfect. You get rewarded for everything that happens on the field. So yeah, anyway, rant over. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm your host, Rob Grimwood. You can find me on the Twitter at FFBritBaller and the show at F10YFantasy. We've got a good one for you tonight. We've got something slightly different. No guests per se. Uh, we've got some, um, <laughs> well, we have got some guests, but they are, they're staff. So we don't, you know, they're just skivvies, you know, that's what we call them. No, I'm joking. We've got two guys coming on the show from the Full 10 Yards team. They're going to be joining me as we are doing a mock draft tonight, a 10-man .5 PPR mock draft. It's going to be fun. Um, we've also got a whole host of other people joining us in the draft room. They're not going to be on the podcast, but in the draft room. Uh, and it's going to be good. It's just, look, we're in the thick of it now. We're in the middle of fantasy drafts. I know a lot of you have probably had some fantasy drafts already, but there's still plenty more to come. There's a whole, well, it's a week. It's th- this is Thursday, the 29th of August. That means we are one week away from the NFL officially kicking off that Bears versus Packers game. Oh, I can't wait. It's been so long. It's been so long, but all worthwhile. And yeah, like I said, back to the fantasy discussion. We a lot more fantasy drafts happening over the weekend. So, so yeah, which is what we do here. We, we're going to give you some advice along the way. Hopefully, some um, some pointers. And yeah, and if you have drafted already, go let us know how you got on. I'd go on the Twitter, like I said, the, um, the full 10 yards at F10Y fantasy handle. Uh, go show us your team. I, I want to I see it. I want to break it down. I want to tell you if it's good. I'll tell you if it's bad as well. Uh, best thing about me, I'll tell you how it is. Uh, so <laughs> go find me, like I said, at FFBritBaller. Um, but yeah, mock draft time. So um, we won't go through any news today. Don't see the point. Um, Actually, I changed my mind. We will because obviously that monstrous news. Ah, oh, Andrew Luck. As I look on my desk in front of my laptop right now, or behind my laptop, I should say, um, is is a <laughs> yes, is a portrait of my man, the the captain, the general, who is no longer. R.I.P. Andrew Luck. Um, you know, it's been. It's been quite the rocky week if you're a Colts fan like I am. Um, but I, I, I try my hardest to look at the positives. And although I know that it's going to really stunt the Colts this year and it's going to 
well, for, for in fantasy perspective as well, it's, it, all the Colts players have got a downwards arrow. T.Y. Hilton, Marlon Mack, Paris Campbell, if he plays. Um, all these guys. Devin Funches is now worthless. Uh, Eric Ebron, his touchdown upside has plummeted. So, yeah, it all sucks. Um, but from an indie perspective, uh, I just want to address one thing, actually, before we carry on, and that is the booing that you heard at Lucas Oil Stadium, man. I've said on Twitter already, I've, I've let my feelings known on that. I, I genuinely believe a lot of the, not everyone, but a lot of those people who are booing, I genuinely, hand on heart, believe that they're booing the organisation and not necessarily Andrew Luck. Because look at it from our point of view, look at it from a Colts perspective here. Two years ago, 2017, or even, it started even before that, in 2016, when Andrew Luck had issues with his shoulder, right? 2017, season comes along, Jim Irsay are... I won't say the word. Uh, our owner, mm-hmm. he <laughs> he tells us so it's all going to be all right. Andrew Luck's going to be back week one. No worries. You know he's not throwing the Duke yet. He's not. You know he's he's but he's he's going to be back. He's going to be back. It's what we were told. Well, we know what happened. Week one, week one rolled round and there was no Andrew Luck. Um, and we were told week two, week three, week four. Then we were told week seven, week eight, and then eventually the truth outed and we. We didn't see Andrew Luck. And that's all because Jimmy Erso wanted bums on seats. That is pretty much it. He he knew that our team was very poor at that time in 2017. We had no O-line, remember? That's why Andrew Luck had a bad shot, had a like screwed shoulder anyway. Um, we only had T.Y. Hilton. We didn't have, we didn't have Marlon Mack, uh, or maybe his rookie year. Uh, we had Frank Gore. Um, no Ebron. No exciting young wide receiver prospects. So we, we the defense was, was scuppered. We didn't have a, a good defense then, so we were a very poor team. And I, I think, had he had told the Indianapolis faithful, Andrew Luck's going to be out for the season, I think a lot of people wouldn't have renewed the season tickets. A lot of people wouldn't have turned up. There wouldn't have been the stadium would be three quarters full, maybe not even that. And then it becomes a business thing, right? If 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 Andrew Luck's played, at least we've got hope. <laughs> this is 2017. At least we had hope because we thought Andrew Luck's playing. So. It was Jim Irsay lying to us, bottom line, because of a business decision, I firmly believe. So 2017, we didn't see Andrew Luck. 2018, obviously, last year. Do you remember week one when Jacoby Brissett came onto the field to throw the Hail Mary because Andrew Luck couldn't stomach it? (laughs) Yeah, the alarm bells were ringing then. Thankfully, Andrew Luck saw us through, and we had that whirlwind run where we won, I think, nine of the bounce and got ourselves in the playoffs. Had a fantastic season. Everything looked up. Then all of a sudden, the ghost of 2017 comes back to haunt us in 2019 because Andrew Luck's meant to be back in training camp. He's not. He's going to be back week one. Maybe not. I had Jesse Morse on the show said, unlikely he's going to be back week one, maybe week four. Worst case scenario, he's out for the season because he needs a surgery. And then the bombshell drops. And my problem is with how they did it. I know they were sort of back into a corner because I think there was some leaked information, blah, blah, blah. But they still... Pick the worst time to do it. They really could have and should have let us down gently, softly. You know, they should have said, "Look, okay, this 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 injury is is actually pretty serious. It's you know, it, it's going to be a good few weeks. It could be season season ending, and then build up to it after sort of a week's died down. Then say, look, okay, and then Andrew Luck can come out and say, no, this this injury is not going to get better.'" 
and and called it. That's letting us down gently. That did not happen. They went straight in for the jugular. Andrew, there we go. I've, I've retired. Bang. Walked off the field laughing and joking. And that is why he was booed. It, it wasn't necessarily him that was booed. It was the situation that was booed because it was terribly dealt with by the Colts. Terribly dealt with by the Colts. I, I understand they were backed into a corner slightly, but they still could have dealt with it better. That's what I genuinely hand on heart believe. And I've spoken to a few Colts fans, not any that were there, unfortunately, but that was the disappointment. The disappointment is in the organisation. Not necessarily Chris Ballard. It's nothing to do with him because he wasn't here uh, for this whole... Annual, like, it, it, Ryan Grigson, uh, the former Colts um, GM, he's, he's the problem. He was the problem. And ask ask people that... Ask <laughs> players that have since left the Colts if he was a problem. He was. Go listen to the Pat McAfee show. Pat McAfee will tell you it's Grigson. That it was the fault. That is the problem with Indianapolis Colts the last few years so it's nothing to do with Ballard Ballard's, I trust Ballard it's the delivery it was the delivery that I believe got booed so for all of you people out there telling us Colts fans that we're scum and all this stuff I've seen on Twitter just grow up man you know it was you're, you're clearly not a Colts fan because this news is yeah it was it's frustrating right because we, we lived it two years ago um, and for it to for our best player to get dropped out now Enough of that said, let's look to the, the future. And I have just released an article on the website. Go check it out. It is about Indianapolis and where do we go from here. It's the candidates that I believe um, short-term and long-term we're looking at to, to replace Andrew Luck. So for the short-term, for just a bit of a spoiler alert, I think it will be Jacoby or Chad Kelly because Chad Kelly's looked really good in the preseason. I am expecting there to be another quarterback come in. Um, Philip Walker is our third string quarterback at the moment who's been on and off, on and off our, our practice squad for the last couple of years he, he, he's not making it he's not good enough so he will likely be cut we're likely going to get in um, a backup uh, please 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 God don't let it be Brock Osweiler but you know it is um, so yeah there's going to be a backup but it's not going to be the, the long term solution I highly doubt I don't think Jacoby Brissett is the long term solution I think it's done in the draft but I explained that all on that article so please go check that out it's um, it was I, I believe it was it's some of my best work <laughs> uh, no I, I, I did I enjoyed writing that so so please go check that out um, but yeah fantasy wise it sucks um, India going to be it'll be very lucky if we get to the playoffs I think genuinely think that Houston have now got an open door, even though they've just lost Lamar Miller, which is the other bit of news that we should probably discuss is the torn ACL to Lamar Miller, which sucks as well, because I thought, despite Lamar Miller not being a great running back, I thought he was more than capable of being someone's RB2 flex all season and getting good points in PPR. Um, so he's he's now stuffed and they've got no other option. Uh, Duke Johnson, yeah, he's a pass catching back, guys. He's not really a running back. So stop telling me that he's going to be a top 15 running back this season. In PPR, maybe. James White did it last year, I guess. But there's going to be someone else coming. I think it's going to be JJ, uh, possibly Kenyon Drake trade rumours from Miami Dolphins. So, um, yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that one. Um, but moving full circle back to the Colts, yeah, I think um, it's going to be a struggle. I think Brissett is going to do uh, fine, but not enough to to be the long-term guy. Um and yeah, it, it sucks, but we move on. We've we've got with Andrew Luck retiring, Indianapolis cap space must be huge because it was already like a hundred million. And with Andrew Luck, I think on twenty three off the top of my head, I haven't looked at this, I haven't even looked it up, so don't quote me on this. But I think it's like maybe mid twenties million. 
um cap space opened up so yeah we're we're looking good on the financial side of things uh so we've got plenty of money to go grab a quarterback in the next draft or two but anyway that's um that's for another day we have to look forward to this season or try to as much as possible and that is 10 minutes of me ranting about the indianapolis Colts. so i will stop there and let's get the other guys into the show and do this mock draft for you tonight uh hopefully it won't be too too long um i'll edit it down so it's um hopefully under an hour but uh, yeah enjoy this and uh, if you've got any questions or you want to know anything else about fantasy football and your drafts that are upcoming you want some advice yeah go find us on the twitter and uh, and let us know how we are doing anyway i will hand over to what we recorded yesterday Yes, joining me now, two esteemed colleagues of mine from the full 10 yards. Uh, welcome in Adil khan Deshmukh and Sean Blundell. Boys, Adil, how are you doing? I'm fantastic, mate. How are you? Yeah, really good. Really good. Thank you, mate. Uh, good to have you with us. And Sean, uh, this is your uh, full 10 yards debut on the podcast. Actually, it's, it's yours as well, did as well, on the on the full 10 yards podcast. It's your, your debut as well, Sean. Uh, you feeling confident for this upcoming draft? A little bit out of my depth with a couple of fantasy experts, but glad to be part of the team and looking forward to it. <laughs> you, you use that term very loosely, my man. Uh, fantasy experts, more fantasy uh, freaks. Uh, <laughs> that's how we get like to be called. But uh, no, welcome aboard and welcome in. Uh, yes, it's very simple. We're going to do a 10-team 0.5 PPR mock draft. Um, the room is filling up. We've got... It's, it's full of our writers and a few of my friends as well. So... Um, Yes, we'll probably give them plenty of stick throughout the entirety here, but I think we're just going to go ahead and kick it off. But um, before that, Sean, actually, I, I don't know, know you too well. Give me an insight about you. Who do you support and how did you get into the NFL? Uh, so I am one of those lucky people that's been a Cleveland Browns fan before they became a good team. So I'm fully <laughs> looking forward to a good season. Um, been following the league probably sort of pretty intensely for the last 10 or 11 years um sort of followed it for a number of years before that but really got into it about 10 years or so ago um brown's fan essentially because of the link with aston villa with the previous owner that's my english football team so uh, 10 years of following crap football and uh, nfl teams right so hopefully this year's a good year uh, I can. I'm in your boat, Sean, because I'm a Norwich fan and I support Indianapolis. So uh, yeah, me, me and you are we cut from the same cloth, mate. Uh, when it comes to our supporting teams, uh, no, excellent job. It's uh, um, Browns. Are you excited for this? You must be excited for this season because there's been so much. Uh, I don't want to say depression, but there's been so much uh, sort of negativity around Cleveland for years with the NFL team. That certain pieces are now coming together. The team's looking. Better than ever, I'm going to say. Uh, you, you must be looking forward to this season, surely. Oh, I can't wait for it to get kicked off now. Um, cautiously optimistic. You know, we'll believe it when we see it. We've had a few false dawns. But as you say, you know, the, the talent certainly there on both sides of the ball. I think that's the important thing as well. I think, you know, everyone talks about the, the offence. Look out for the defence. They're going to be scary this year. So, fingers crossed. Yeah. It's a competitive division, but... Uh, Hopefully, uh, let, let, let's just win an opener. We haven't won one of those in years. Let, let's talk after week one. <laughs> if we've won that, then things will be looking up. Excellent. And Dilly, uh, you, of course, are a Colts fan like myself. And you wouldn't have heard it, but I've just had a 10-minute rant of uh, <laughs> about about the, about the luck situation. Uh, on a scale of one to screwed, how screwed are we this season? Uh, we are... So, <laughs> let me put it this way. 2017... 
when we had when we were luckless. <laughs> luckless. Like we that. didn't have anywhere near as uh, didn't have anywhere near as good a team. No. This year, it's really Brissett's chance to shine. Mm-hmm. But I, I just don't know whether he's going to. It's difficult. I, I, I hopefully you caught my article that I put up on the website a couple of days ago. But it, it's for me. I, I definitely think it's it's Brissett's job. Um, I, I kind of repeat myself now from, from what we just said, but I, I think it's Brissett's job. I think it's going to be better than 2017 because we've got a better O line, we've got the pancake monster, we've you know we've, we've got a better setup, we've got better coaching, we've got a better identity. We've, we we're establishing ourselves last year, and we've you know it's all around. It's a better feel for Jacoby Brissett to come in uh, to this team this year. So I think it's going to be better. What were we last year? Last time with them, uh, four and twelve, I believe. Yeah. So. It'll be an improvement. Will we make the playoffs? Probably not. Do you think we'll make the playoffs? It'll be tough, won't it? Uh, uh, I I don't see us winning the division, especially with Houston and how good their team actually is. Mm. Um, uh, Titan. Well, if you saw my AFC South um, preview on the website, obviously, <laughs> yeah, that I, should like. I put that up <laughs> the day before Luck decided to break all of our hearts. Yeah, yeah. but can. Considering, I think we probably finished. We could finish third in the division. Really, I don't see us finishing top. Maybe second if we're Brissett has an unbelievable, unbelievable season, and if we have a disaster, well, we could be fighting for the first pick next year. Yeah. Well, I don't think we're that. I don't think we're going to be that bad, but no. Uh, yeah, it's tough. Well, maybe me and you should just be closet Browns fans this year. Get it done with. <laughs> we'll Sean. More, uh, in mourning about luck. <laughs> <laughs> let's go for a Baker Mayfield. Anyway, uh, let's uh, let's get into this draft. Uh, uh, since we've been talking, everyone's logged off, so it might take a little minute to get going. Um, but um, I'll start it anyway. We can carry on chatting. Um, tell me. So you, you were around my house at the weekend, Diddy. We had our we had our big draft. Uh, how did you feel about how did, how did it go? How did your team work out? Are you feeling confident? Yeah, I am actually. Uh, I'm on the clock right now, so I'm just gonna pick up Alvin Kamara. Mm. Yes, the draft has started. Christian, we'll talk about our draft another day. Uh, Christian, in this draft, uh, Andy Moore went first. One of our writers, uh, Christian McCaffrey, went off the board first. Saquon, Saquon, who's Sequins or Saquon? Saquon, Saquon Barkley uh, went off uh, number two. Alvin Kamara, great pick. Uh, and now Sean is on the clock. We are. Uh, so I've done a really bad, um, really bad thing of describing what's going on here. Dilly is drafting from the third place. Sean is from the fourth, and I am from the fifth. So there is going to be some sniping action between the three of us. This is fun. This wasn't intentional. Uh, this is going to be fun. So uh, yeah, Sean, you're on the clock here. Um, talk. I'll, I'll just pause it for you real quick. There. Talk me through your options. Who do you want to be picking up at one at four? Is it a case of Zeke's there. Would you take Zeke, or is it going to be? Are you going to go down a different route here? Yeah. So, so before this started, four was for me the ideal spot to drafting. So I don't think there's a huge amount to choose between those top four, the three that are yeah. off the board, and Zeke. And obviously, you know, picking four, obviously in the snake, it means you're getting uh, your second pick before the other three guys that have already gone. Um, obviously, the contract situation is a little concerning. Um, do I think he's going to play this season? Yes, I do. I think he will play this season. Um, so I'm not concerned from that point of view. However, I think in this situation, what I'll be doing is I'll be taking the first wide receiver off the board. 
Um, Okey doke. Looking for three receivers in this in this draft format and point per reception. So for me, it'll be DeAndre Hopkins coming off the board here. Nice one. Yeah, if you go ahead and select him, and I'll take you through my DeAndre Hopkins got. So I'm now in this difficult position where, like I just said to you, Ezekiel Elliott is still there. I have got a lot of stock in Ezekiel Elliott this year because I did a lot of drafts before, before this kind of news broke about, you know, before he, he, I didn't think he'd actually sign. So um, I'm, I'm definitely not going to take Zeke. I'm just putting it out there. I'm, until he's signed, I've got no confidence. So I'm going to go to my rankings and have a look at my wide receivers. In 0.5 uh, PPR, DeAndre Hopkins is a nudge, a nudge above uh, Devonta Adams. So glad you've made that decision for me, Sean. I am going to go for Devonta Adams with the fifth pick. Uh, So onwards we go. Um, Yes, 10 team, 0.5 PPR. Uh, Where do you think he'll drop? Who, Zeke? I don't know. Um... You've got to imagine he's still a first-round pick, just because there is, you know, there is a, a, a big possibility that he's coming back to play. He's a big possibility that he could sign tomorrow. So I think I still think he would, there he goes. He goes off at one hundred and six um, to Marcus. I think that I think he will sign. I, I still think he'll sign. I keep saying this, and we're we are now literally a week away from the NFL starting. So there's got to be a point in the next week if he hasn't signed that I'm going to say. Uh, you know, bed. Uh, I need to start picking up some other options in my fancy teams. I've got Zeke Elliott. Okay, we're coming back now. We've uh, one hundred six was was Zeke Elliott. Then Hudo Jones, Michael Thomas, David Johnson, and Le'Veon Bell wrap out uh, round off the first round. Heading back, uh, James Connor, Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook. So team nine and team ten uh, take double running backs. Uh, one has one team nine has got David Johnson, Nick Chubb. Team ten has got Le'Veon Bell. James Connor. What, Sean? Is there any coming up to you? I know, obviously, I'm I'm, I'm a little bit before you, but I want to know um, your mindset here. Who would you would you prefer to go for a running back, or would you prefer to go for another wide receiver? Are you happy to play a zero RB game? Is that something you've done before, willing to do, or are you going to be quite balanced? Generally, if I play standard format, which is is all I've you you know played up to this point, usually I, I do like to generally go running back heavy. I think the drop off from the elite running backs down to the second tier is more of a noticeable drop off. I think when you start talking about playing multiple wide receivers and obviously you're getting the additional points per the receptions, mm-hmm. then I'm more inclined to to go elite wide receiver heavy. Obviously, there's a couple that'll be on the board. Obviously, you're going to be mm. picking next so yeah I'm assuming one of those might go so i won't, I won't say too much more <laughs> well um. <laughs> I, I mean i mean see i'm, I'm a catch 22 right now just before for me after dalvin cook juju smith schuster and tyreek hill went which would have been probably my picks there um i think both of those guys uh, i i've made my feelings known about tyreek hill i don't want to go back on it but he in fantasy this year he's going to be on the field he's going to score so many points so many points. So it depends how greedy you want to be. If you you know if this the off season stuff doesn't bother you, then go go ahead and and pick up Tyreek Hill. I I did take Tyreek Hill in in the home league draft on Saturday with you, Dilly. Um, I've got Tyreek Hill. I did pull the plug. He was there at third round. Uh, start yeah the end of the second round for me. So um, 
I did pick him up. Uh, okay, my choice. Uh, so I had Devonta Adams first. Uh, my my, this is difficult for me because do I go? Do I do I pull the trigger and go all in on Todd Gurley? Do I? I don't want Joe Mixon. I have really gone downhill on Joe Mixon because of that O line. I don't like Damian Williams. I'm not reaching for Leonard Fournette, Carryon Johnson, or Devonta Freeman here just yet. Uh, my other options: uh, Odell Beckham or Mike Evans. Um, and unprecedentedly, I am not going to take a running back. I'm going to go for Odell Beckham Jr. because I believe he is the best player available to me. That means that I start Devonta Adams and Odell Beckham Jr. Sean, how does that affect you? It's taken my pick away. Ah, I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry, not sorry. <laughs> you knew that was coming, though, from a Browns fan. I, I, to be fair, I, I'm still going to go wide receiver here. I think, you know, Mike Evans is also another surefire mm-hmm. pick for me. I think he, he's, he's certainly going to be leading receiver down there in, in Tampa. You know, obviously, everyone's expecting bigger things on that offense this year. So, still quite comfortable with that being the selection. Agree with your analysis on the running backs there, I think. Coming back in five or six picks time, I'm still going to be able to get some value there to get my first running back on the team. So more than comfortable with Mike Evans in that slot there. Yeah, sure. And yeah, I didn't even think about the the whole Browns connection there. Do you know why? Because when I see Odell Beckham, I genuinely still think he's a giant. Like genuinely, when I see his name, it just it just flashes blue with me. It doesn't flash um, orange yet or brown, whatever color you're playing. It's it's just it's just how my brain works. So uh, apologies for taking your main man, but I'm not sorry really. Uh, Dilly. Take us through it then. Um, Alvin Kamara went with your first pick at 103. Um, who are you going here? So, considering that we have three wide receiver spots in this draft, and I'm just before the turn, I'm going to go wide receiver with this pick because I think I'll still be able to get a running back who I want, and particularly as the first three, uh, first two guys have also go running back, so therefore the drop-off will start to happen with regards to wide receivers. I'm going to go AB, AB84. I think I took him last week as well. And um, You're not worried about his helmet situation? From what I hear, he's going to make a lot of money from uh, some new helmet deal, so he, I think he'll be happy. You're not worried at all with, with him, with his mentality, with, um, you know, with what's going on there? You're not worried at all? Not enough for me to not pick him. Okay, that's fair. I, I don't think I am either, to be quite honest. But I think it's um, a bit of bluster more than anything else. It's AB being AB, but when it when the crunch really comes, he's gonna yeah. play. Okay, that's cool. Um, so um, let's just go through the picks. And I picked Oda Beckham. Uh, Sean picked uh, Mike Evans. Diddy uh, Antonio Brown and then two running backs went off the board Joe Mixon and Todd Gurley. Andy Moore is on the turn there. He just took Gurley at 210 and he's gone um, Amari Cooper. So he started off Christian McCaffrey, Todd Gurley, Amari Cooper. Um, yeah and again I sorry I did a terrible job of introducing this whole drafting. Uh, the As Diddy just alluded to there it's uh, one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers one tight end, one flex um, and we're, we're not doing defense or kickers because as we know you take them with your last two picks and you don't care about them anyway so we're not doing defense and kickers um it's just players um so yes back to the draft and i think who's ct1980 that must be chris is it chris todd yes um saquon barkley joe mixon and keenan allen he's gone for the same layout as andy has two running backs first and then a wide receiver uh diddy back to you 
You've gone Alvin Kamara, Antonio Brown. What are you thinking? I'm thinking running back this time because, well, there's going to be a bit, well, as we know, the big drop-off now for running backs, considering the number of picks between me and my next pick will be quite high. Mm-hmm. And I am going to go with actually a guy who burnt me in the past, and that's Devontae. No, Smith. don't do it, Diddy. You know he's my guy. I know he's your guy, so that's why. I'm... <laughs> so, Sod. when you think Fournette, Kerry on Johnson, Devontae Freeman, they are similar. I've taken. You're not a fan of Damian Williams. He has ample opportunity to be very good, but yeah. there's a lot of pieces in uh, Kansas City. Yeah. So I am going to go with Freeman. Okay, look. Uh, Sean, you uh, very similar to me. Wide receiver, wide receiver. Not very similar. Exactly the same. Uh, so I, I assume you're going to be looking at a running back, unless you're going to go uh, head first into the zero RB pool here. Yeah, I think I am going to actually go for the the more risky strategy here. I'm looking at the running backs that are sort of according to the the sort of sleeper rankings, if you like, up there. I'm not. A huge fan of, of Damian Williams in that offence. Leonard Fournette obviously spends plenty of time injured. I think Kerryon Johnson could have a decent season, but he's obviously got to prove it over a period of time. Um, conscious that I've got already two good wide receivers, um, I'm actually going to go a little bit left field. It'll be interesting to hear the experts' view on this, but I'm actually going to go tight end, and I'm going to go for Travis. Oh, I love Kassel. it. That I, I love it. Do you know why I love it? It's because that is just pure attack. Um, wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end. You, you know that you're going full in for it. Um, it's a 0.5 PPR, so you can't go wrong with that pick, uh, Travis Kelsey. Um, Diddy, your thoughts on, on Travis Kelsey? Kelsey's a monster. Mm-hmm. He's going to get peppered. He's going to pick up a lot of points. doesn't matter that they've got a half-decent running back, a stud wide receiver. He's basically their number one real target if he wants to find a first down he's looking for kelsey yeah exactly so yeah not a bad pick there sean at all um it's gonna i think personally i i would really struggle not to take a running back here um I'm going to. I'm for the purpose of draft. I might as well keep it going. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick Carry uh, on Johnson, um, but it, it's it would be tough. It's tough for me not to pick a running back because I get antsy about not having a running back. It's, I'm just one of these people that can't seem to do the zero RB strategy without panicking. Um, but no, I've got full respect for for what you've done there. You've got three very very good players, but I'll be very very interested to see how you're gonna get you some running backs that are going to get you some sort of points coming in in the next few rounds um, and also it plays on my mind because obviously I picked before you next so it's going to be in the back of my mind that you're going to probably probably and I don't know but probably pick up I've got to think that you're going to probably pick up two running backs um, with the picks in between mine uh, so I've got to think about maybe I've got to grab a running back here um, as well uh, after um so um did he let's just have a quick refresh of the third round did you want to, actually you wanted to bring up amari cooper because uh he went in the f- uh, first pick of the third round which is slightly high isn't it i think it is and there are some other wide receivers that you'd probably expect to be picked ahead of him um i'm thinking along the, along the lines of adam thielen edelman cooks they're more likely to go ahead and Amari Cooper is a streaky kind of guy. He can have an unbelievable game. He had one of those last year, whereas he can also disappear completely. Mm. Now, 
he's going to get peppered, but he may be double covered quite a lot as well. Yeah, yeah, no, and I think he's. I, am I right in saying he's injured as well at the moment? I, he's got. A, is it? A, oh, I'm going to butcher this name. Plantia fascia. Is it there in the bottom of the foot? So, like a pretty miserable injury for him to have. Um, so yeah, a, a strange one from Andy Moore there. Uh, I think, like you said, he probably should have gone maybe in the fourth round, but it's you know it's up to him. Obviously, it's his team, so he picked Amari Cooper. So the third round was Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, Devonta Freeman, which was yours, Dilly. Sean took Travis Kelsey. I took Carry On Johnson. Then after Carry On Johnson, Leonard Fournette. It was a running back run. Um, running Leonard Fournette, Damian Williams, Chris Carson, Aaron Jones. Then it was one wide receiver in Stefan Diggs at the turn, which then Team 10 picked up George Kittle, the second tight end off the board. Um, and then Team 9 going going balls deep in the running back department. David Johnson, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, and then he goes and picks up David Montgomery. So it's safe to say that uh, Team 9 is uh, is loving life in the running backs at the moment. Then Josh Jacobs, Marlon Mack, and Adam Thielen off the board. So it's on me. Uh, I have got Devonta Adams, Odell Beckham Jr., and Kerryon Johnson. Um, as discussed, I want to take a running back here. So I'm looking down the running back pool. I... Yeah, do not really like what I'm seeing. I'll be quite honest. Uh, Mark Ingram. I don't know why I don't like Mark Ingram. Um, either of you two really like Mark Ingram because I don't for some reason. So they're going to run the ball a lot, but yeah. whether it's going to be him yeah. or whether it's going to be QB scrambles yeah, and Justice Hills there it's as well. So much of he's going to take so much of his top end away from you. Yeah, and they're gonna they could face a lot of stacked boxes because we don't really know how well Lamar Jackson can actually throw the ball. Mm. Sean, are you buying into Mark Ingram at all? I think he'll be good in terms of you know the production that the Ravens want from him. I don't I don't buy him from a fantasy perspective. I think he'll be good in short yardage situations. I think you know as, as you you've alluded to there, they're going to run the ball a lot. You would imagine. In that offense, I think you know he's a good workhorse back. Um, don't particularly like him from a fantasy perspective, though. I've got to be honest. Yeah, and nor do I. That's why I'm leaning. Let me take you through my options real quick. Uh, Mark Ingram, obviously. Um, Melvin Gordon is still on the board, but I, I'm not touching him with your pick. So um, you know, don't even think about it. Uh, Sony Michelle is intriguing to me, especially in a point five PPR because I think he's going to get um, a few more air yards and a few more receptions this year. So I'm leaning. Already leaning towards Sony Michelle. Wide receivers, just a touch on them. Julian Edelman, um, again, it's too early for me. And I don't know, round four, probably not too early for Julian Edelman. But uh, I'd much rather wait for another wide receiver later on in the draft, who I won't just say just yet, just in case he goes in the next few picks. Um, but Julian Edelman, Brandon Cooks, Chris Godwin, Robert Woods, Tyler Lockett, gonna Kenny Golladay still available. I'm just going to go in and grab Sony Michelle here. Uh, like I said, I think he takes a bit of an upswing. Um, I know he's got injury concerns, but um, I think he's going to be integrated more into the offense. Uh, so that leaves it to you, Sean. You're sitting, like we discussed earlier, with no RBs at the minute. Is it is it time to to, to grab your RVs or, or are you just going to carry on going with the uh, with the no, zero RV strategy? I think once you've committed to it, you may as well go full out, haven't you? So <laughs> yes. Looking at these running backs, I agree with what you've said there. I think you know I've I've got a couple of names in mind that I'm hoping might stick around for a bit, and and at this position, I'm going to pull the plug first on another position that hasn't come off the board yet. 
QB's coming off boys and Pat Mahomes wow. is joining Kelsey in the lineup. Nice, it's a good stack. Good stack. Um if you're gonna if you're gonna pick a QB early, if you're gonna pick Patrick Mahomes early, you might as well pick him in a stack with Travis Kelsey. Well played, Sean. Uh Diddy, Alvin Kamara, Antonio Brown, Devonta Freeman, who you going? I feel I feel a little bit dirty picking a guy from this team. But I'm going with Julian Edelman. Yeah, that's fine. It's a fine pick. It's a I fine know, pick. it's a Patriot. Um, I don't like... As a Colts fan in the history, we've never I really know. liked cheering the Patriots. I know, but I, I don't mind in Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman's a dude. He's got a great beard. <laughs> he has a very uh, hefty beard on him. <sighs> Uh, yes, so you're you're sort of flip flopping there, running back, wide receiver, running back, wide receiver. So um, the trend may continue into the fifth round. So let's have a look at it. And Diddy, you're on the clock next out of us three. There's four picks before you go. Zach Ertz is just gone. Who are you hoping falls back to you here? I'm hoping Brandon Cooks, but I don't see it happening because I think either Andy or mm. Chris may be taking him. He has that speed, that 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 ability to just blow the top off of defense. So. Oh yeah, fantastic! Best in the league, I think. Um, well, him and and Tyreek Hill uh, for sure. Uh, so okay, if Brandon Cooks is there, you'll take him. If not, what's your what's your backup here? I'm thinking a guy called Chris Godwin. Chris uh, Godwin. Oh, he's gone. Ah, oh, he's just. <laughs> 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 just as you said that, Andy Moore took him on the turn, Chris Godwin. And just for the record, that was the guy that I was really hoping was full back to me because I am completely in love with Chris <laughs> yeah. Godwin uh, this year. But no, um, yeah, Chris Godwin. And Andy's taking Brandon <laughs> Cooks as well. Oh, Dilly. Maybe he's listening to us in live, even though we're not recording, even though this has not gone out live. Maybe he's somehow listening to us because he has just taken, like we said, Chris Godwin and Brandon Cook. So his team is shaping up nicely. Christian McCaffrey, Todd Gurley, Amari Cooper, uh, Chris Godwin and Brandon Cooks. Um, I quite like his recovery there. Andy, well, you played. Um, Chris is on the board next. Wait to see. Uh, so now, Diddy, take me take me through your options now. Then that your two players have gone off the board. And the player I was about to take has just gone off again. Uh, <laughs> Robert Woods. Sucks to be you, buddy. <laughs> Massively sniped. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so the options are: if I have a if I, if I want to go running back, there's Mark Ingram, who doesn't fill me with a lot of joy. Melvin Gordon, and you're in the blind hope of hoping that he actually signs or time, effectively turns up. Yeah. Um, you've got Derek Henry and his plethora of um, touches that he's going to get. You've got Tyler Lockett, Kenny Galladay, Cooper Cup, TYTY, but I'm not going to touch TY now that we have um, uh, Jacoby... Uh, under centre, the ghost it's could a big, become a ghost. The ghost who can become, yeah, more ghostly, but not of the good kind. Um, there could be the temptation to go quarterback with Deshaun, but I think it's a little early for me to go quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I am going to go with Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. 
Yep, good pick. Um, he'll be he'll be little to be targets, I think. Uh, on to you then, Sean. Uh, your team so far uh, pans out like this. It's DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to ask you the same questions before. Is this now the time you pull the trigger on a running back? It's still no. Uh, oh. The reason, reason being, I'm looking at, at what's sort of coming after me now, and, and I see this as an opportunity for me to sort of force the action here. I've got all the teams drafted after me now have either already got two or three, or in the case of Team 9, as you alluded to, four running backs already stored on the rosters. Um, so I don't see an awful lot of running backs coming off the board by the time it comes back around to me. Um, so I'm actually going to fill out my wide receiver room here. Um, that's the strategy that I'm going to go with. Um, and I will be taking... Uh, which one will I take? I, so you've, I'll got, you're going wide receiver. You've got Tyler Lockett, got uh, Kenny Golladay, T.Y. Hilton, Calvin Ridley. They're the sort of top four. Yeah, Calvin Ridley's the one that intrigues me. I, I think Atlanta's going to throw for an awful lot of yards this year. I'm expecting big things. So yep. I'm going to go with Calvin Ridley to round out my three required wide receivers. And like I say, I'm doing that to try and force the action yep. back my way. Definitely, and, and DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, and Calvin Ridley is three very, very strong wide receivers heading into a three-wide receiver league. Um, so very good. Um, so I, I've gone, I've got two and two: Devontae Adams, and Odell Beckham, and Kerryon Johnson, Sony Michelle. So it's kind of open-ended for me right now. I can have a little search around. Obviously, tight ends. There's still OJ Howard and Evan Ingram. I expect there, if they're probably, I think I'm going to wait to see if they're available in the sixth round for me. Uh, if they're not. So be it. If they are, then I might pick one. So for now, it's going to be uh, it's going to be another running back or a wide receiver. Um, Mark Ingram now possesses some value for me in the fifth round. Um, I'm tempted to take him here. Just yeah, I'm going to take Mark Ingram. I think the last I, I battled him in the last round to say I wasn't going to take him, um, and I think it is a value thing. I think there is. Players like Mark Ingram, for me, they get to a certain point in a draft where I'm happy to draft them, and that was that there. The fifth round, middle of the fifth for Mark Ingram is, is an absolutely fine spot to take him, in, in my opinion. So so there we go. That's um, who I've gone for. Uh, yeah, going into the fifth round now. Uh, I am next up on the clock when it rolls back round. Um, as we have, you know, as it's a three-wide receiver league, because I took a running back there, um, if one of the tight, if one of them two tight ends is available, I'd be very tempted, um, but conscious at the same time that it's a three wide receiver league. So if it is a wide receiver, who do I hope falls to me? Uh, well, Lockett, Golladay, Hilton, Boyd, and AJ Green. Um, they are the next sort of five up on the on the draft board, um, but none of them really enthused me too much. I will let you into a little secret though. Jarvis Landry really really pushes my buttons this year um the problem is i have drafted odell beckham jr so i can't draft at the harvest landry um which is a shame um and also the and fact that he's just got off the board so i wouldn't go him anyway uh after mark ingram, after i picked mark ingram melvin gordon went off um Marcus playing the dangerous game with Ezekiel Elliott and Melvin Gordon on his team. <laughs> it takes a brave man to do that. Uh, Derek Henry uh, went to, to Sean. Uh, and then 
Uh, Kenny Golladay, Tyler Lockett, Philip Lindsay rounded off the fifth round into the sixth. Like I said, Jarvis Landry went with the first pick of the sixth round, which for me is is a great pick. I love Jarvis Landry in in 0.5 PPR and PPR leagues this year, definitely. Uh, Deshaun Watson, the second quarterback off the board, he went in the sixth round, 602. AJ Green, injury AJ, we all know my thoughts on AJ Green. Uh, terrible pickup there. The best value for AJ Green is probably the 15th round. Um, <laughs> Mike Williams. Uh, Evan Ingram has just gone off the board before me. So I am now in a little bit of a pickle because I said if, and I did say this, I did say if Evan Ingram, sorry, if uh, OJ Howard come back to me, I'd consider it. So... I've got my three running backs. Happy with those. Wide receiver, Devon Adams and Adele Beckham Jr. I need another wide receiver. Uh, I'm conscious of that. It's it's a three wide receiver league. However, I'm not picking up the ghost, T.Y. Hilton. Um, Tyler Boyd, I'm, I'm just not sold on any Cincinnati Bengal. I'm sorry, Bengals fans, but I'm not sold on any of them this year. Uh, Josh Gordon is intriguing. I get the hype over Josh Gordon, but... We haven't seen him do it for years, so what makes it so special this year? Just because he's back. So for me, I'm I'm taking it, and I'm looking down the list, and there's a couple of wide receivers that I like to have good fantasy seasons that I know are going to come back to me, or I hope I, I hope they're going to come back to me um, in the next eight picks. So I'm I am going to take OJ Howard here and lock up my tight end position because I think it's a massive tear break from him. Um, to to the next guy Hunter Henry Jared Cook that range there's a massive massive tear jump so I am going to jump on board and grab OJ Howard who I think has got a fantastic opportunity to break into that top tier of tight ends uh, Sean on to you my man um, again no running backs off the board yet anyone take your fancy here or are you just going again you're going straight in for it with another wide receiver so there is a running back that does intrigue me a little bit um Conscious that Dill's obviously going to draft twice before I do again, so I'm obviously not going to go into detail. Mm-hmm. Um, gamble here, really. He's either do or take the running back that, that intrigues me and that I like the look of, um, or do I stack some more talent at a position that I'm already strong in with the hope that that running back will come back to me. Um, I think it's too risky to leave it any longer, um, so I am going to take the first running back for my team at this spot. Yeah. Um, and he's a running back that I've had the pleasure of watching for the last few years. It's it's Duke Johnson, who's obviously now going to get plenty of opportunity, I would suggest, at Houston. Um, there's a lot of talk that Johnson's undersized, all, all of this, that and the other. Let me tell you, from his time on the field, he's actually a very, very decent running back. Um, mm. His yards per carry over his career with Cleveland has been excellent in limited rushing opportunities. And he's obviously an absolute, you know, legend out of the backfield. To be fair, I think you know he's his first three years in the league. Um, I think he, he caught more balls out the backfield than anyone. So obviously in a, a PPR league, that's going to be valuable. Um, you add in the fact that obviously Lamar Miller's done for the season in Houston. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great opportunity for him, and I, you know, I hope on a personal level. He has a, a great year because he's been a great servant for us through some some hard times. Um, yeah. And you know, for me, I think he's good value in the in the sixth round for a starting running back. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I think middle of the sixth is I'm fine with it. Him going there because of the PPR upside in a standard league, I'd probably wouldn't be comfortable until maybe the seventh. Um, and 
as we're talking now on Thursday, 29th of, of August, he, he is the guy in in Houston. So absolutely the opportunity is there. I do wonder in the next calendar week if there's going to be another running back brought in. My suspicion is that they will be, whether it will be a free agent like Jair Jai. And I have mentioned this at the beginning of the show when I was I talked quickly, um, sort of spoke about the Lamar Miller injury. Uh, I do think there's going to be another running back come in, whether it's, like I said, Jair Jai or whether they trade for someone like Kenyon Drake, which has been the rumour. Um, Davian Clowney going one way, Kenyon Drake coming back. That is, that's been picking up some serious heat the last couple of days. So I think... I think Houston are actively shopping for another running back. That would then obviously affect Duke Johnson's price for me again. But at the moment, as things stand, sixth round, seventh pick, Duke Johnson could be an absolute steal. So, so yeah, I can see exactly why you've picked him there. Uh, Dilly, on to you now, my man. You have gone Alvin Kamara, Antonio Brown, Devonta Freeman, Julian Edelman, Cooper Cup. Take me through your thoughts because you've got a well-balanced team there. So now I'm a little bit, well, I'm either going to go wide receiver or running back. Um, now looking at the guys, the ghost is still there. Um, James White's about, but I don't like putting uh, two skilled position players from the same team too much um, with me already having Edelman. So I'm not going to go with that. Tyler Boyd, um, well, he is currently the wide receiver one at Cincy, but they've got O-line issues. Tevin Coleman, I'm not massively enthused with San Francisco at the moment. Uh, Miles Sanders is somebody who I hope um, comes back to me, so I'm not going to go with him now. Um, I'm actually going to pick the ghost because I think, considering he would currently occupy my flex, that that's a pretty damn good player to have for a flex. Yeah. Definitely, still a, still a still a wide receiver one, right? Um, you know, yes, he's is has been affected massively, but to pick him up at six eight is tremendous value, absolutely tremendous value, um, especially in a three wide receiver league. So, so yeah, great pick, uh, Tyler Boyd. Excuse me, Tyler Boyd uh, was picked up by Chris after you, and now we're just awaiting um, the swing picks from Andy. So um, again, Dilly, you're you're next on the clock here for, for out of us three. So who are you hoping falls to you? What, what's your strategy going forward? I'm going to go with another running back because I've only got two and I've picked four wide receivers. So uh, I need some one, uh, running back depth. Um, Miles Sanders, if he's still there, um, and I will take uh, if and if he's not there, then I will take uh, Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so Tevin Coleman's gone off the board, so there's no chance of taking him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? Because uh, Andy Moore has snapped up a few of your your favourite little targets there. In fact, uh, on the last turn, Chris Godwin, Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods were snapped right before you. So, uh, you know, it's how the cookie crumbles. Uh, he's gone Tevin Coleman and DJ Moore for his two picks. Um, so on to uh, Chris, and once he's done, it'll be back to you, Dilly. Um, is there anyone that you're desperately looking for? Oh, he's got Aaron Rodgers quarterback, so it's all on you now um, for your strategy um, to continue. Miles Sanders, I think he has the potential to be absolutely brilliant at yep. Uh, Philly. Yep, yeah, I agree. Uh, Sean, background to you then. Is it time for the second running back, or are you, uh, you going to go back into the, the non-running back market? Uh, now I'm going to fill out the running back room. I agree with the analysis there from Teddy. I'm going to pick up 
one of the two um, backs that we talked about earlier, the James or Eckler, I haven't got the the complication of having any additional Patriots in my lineup. And I think again, points per reception, James White for me, uh, he's coming off the board at that slot. Yeah, he was the I believe he was the RB seven in in points per reception scoring last year. So um, a very sneaky pickup at in the seventh round. And so let's just really quickly go through your team because you went with a, a, a zero RB strategy and you've ended up with Duke Johnson and James White in a zero point five PPR league. Those are two very good backs to have. So actually, the gambles paid off for you there. I think. Yeah, thrilled with how that's worked out. To be honest, because. Like you say, with those extra points for receptions, that the two guys that have you know historically throughout the careers caught plenty of balls out the backfield. So, you know, expecting a few bonus rushing yards, particularly with Johnson, as we talked about. So, really thrilled with how that's come out. And now I've got those skill positions filled with some talent. You know, I can now start looking at, at sort of storing some additional depth. Um, you know, to sort of flex the team week mm-hmm. in and week out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good pick. Um, me next. Um... I've it's a three wide receiver league, so I've I've backed myself into a corner, having only two wide receivers taken. Uh, but like I said in the last round, there was still plenty of talent at wide receiver that I liked. Um, Dee Westbrook, um, I really like Dee Westbrook. Um, Josh Gordon still on the on the clock, but you know I've already spoke about him. Robbie Anderson's a guy that's interesting. Um, I think uh, in the seventh round, he's potentially a good pick up here. Alan Robinson again, another starting wide receiver, um, well, wide receiver one on his team uh, for the Bears, who, who you know should be good this year. So you know there's plenty of good value down the wide receivers here. Uh, but I've gone for Alshon Jeffrey just because again he's the wide receiver one in the Philadelphia Eagles team, who everyone at the full ten yards or certainly on the podcast uh, really like the outlook for. Philadelphia this year and I do too uh, Carson Wentz I think is going to be back and, and sort of throwing it all cylinders or, or you know all full throttle um, yeah I think uh, I think Alshon Jeffrey is going to really benefit from that I think he's going to be a standout wide receiver in and around the 900 yard mark I don't think he's going to go over a thousand uh, but I think he's going to get a lot of red zone uh, targets so so that for me at 705 is is my pickup Sean Jeffrey, um, Marcus has gone Robbie Anderson straight after me. So what I'm hoping happens here, like I just re- I reeled off four wide receivers that I'm very interested in, um, in Westbrook, Robinson, uh, Josh Gordon, uh, Robbie Anderson's just gone, but. I'm hoping that Christian Kirk falls back to me. Again, it's another wide receiver one, and I love taking these players late on in drafts to guys that could be the number ones on their team. Uh, that, for me, really interests me. That's why Miles Sanders is a great pickup, Dilly, in the seventh round, because he could be the RB1 on Philadelphia, and it's such a good O-line. He's got such a good opportunity. Love the value of Miles Sanders down at, at, in the seventh round. Um, what do you think of the O-line, though, <laughs> in Arizona? Uh, yeah, it stinks, doesn't it? Um, so, yeah, I don't think... I, I think Kyler Murray has got the ability to scramble out of the pocket and find his players. That's why I don't mind Christian Kirk. I think it affects David Johnson. Um, I was quite bullish on David Johnson before the preseason games because I thought there must be an improvement. Uh, with the new coaches and the new, you know, um, the new offensive look there, air raid as they called it, but seeing their offensive line in the preseason, it is dreadful, absolutely dreadful. It might be even worse than last year. And if he couldn't do it last year behind the O line, what's he going to do this year? 
I think the only solace for him is the fact that he's going to get more air yards, more targets, um, and be more useful in PPR settings. But yeah, I'm worried. I am worried um, about David Johnson. He has definitely taken a downturn in my rankings. Uh, but then, like I said, Christian Kirk, I think Kyler Murray's got the ability to get out of the pocket. I think he's got the ability. He's quite accurate passer. He's a good passer of the ball. I think he can find Christian Kirk, who's going to be his main target. And looks like he, I've been, haven't had my eyes on the board, but it looks like he is going to fall to me, uh, which he has. But exciting news for me because Alan Robinson is still on the board in the eighth round. This is great news for me because Alan Robinson is by far and away the wide receiver one in Chicago. Love his upside. Eighth, uh, eighth round sixth pick. Um, give me Alan Robinson all day long. Um, just quickly, Sean, before you pick yours, um, after I picked Alshon Jeffrey, I said Robbie Anderson went. Matt Ryan, uh, Austin Eckler, Josh Gordon, Dee Westbrook, Baker Mayfield, Tariq Cohen, Hunter Henry, Darius Geis, Tony Pollard, um, who actually, coincidentally Marcus picked up Ezekiel Elliott in the first round. He's picked up Tony Pollard in the uh, eighth round. So he's backed um, his, his drafted the handcuff there. And then I went Alan Robinson. So, Sean, take me through... Uh, your thoughts and feelings here for your team and, and where you're going. Yeah, so for me, you know, it's depth and adding talent. And, you know, I was listening very quietly, hoping Christian Kirk could fall to me, um, <laughs> which he obviously has done. So that's exactly yeah. where I'll be going now. So, uh, you know, I agree with everything that you said there. I think he's definitely likely to end up being wide receiver one in that offence. Um, so, you know, for me, that's a bit of a no-brainer. Um, currently filling my flex spot. Very, very happy with the the four board receivers I've got on the squad so far. Yeah, absolutely. I would be too. Um, uh, Hopkins, Evans, Ridley and Kirk. Man, yeah, that is some very, very good upside. Uh, did it tune your next on the clock? So I took uh, Jared Cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Breeze, he has the potential to be as good as last year and that was quite well. He wasn't one of the elite uh, tight end but I needed to fill my spot so uh, now I've managed to get the tight end so I will get some more depth than the other positions on the way back yeah okay and after your Jared Cook pick Latavius Murray Kenyon Drake and David and Juku went off the board uh, which makes me feel a bit better for taking OJ Howard because I I'm never sure whether to take a tight end I say early I'm not sure whether to take a tight end in the first sort of six rounds and I did take OJ Howard at six but like I said, there was such a massive drop-off from O.J. Howard to Hunter Henry and Jared Cook, who have gone in the eighth round. David and Joker now off the clock as well. If I was sitting here um, uh, looking for a tight end and looking through the list of Vance McDonald, Eric Ebron, Austin Hooper, Delaney Walker, no, no thanks. I'm glad that I took O.J. Howard uh, in the sixth rounds. Back to you then, Dilly, because after Njoku, Geronimo Allison went off the board. Um, so who are you going here? Carson Wentz. Um, just looking at the the teams following me, not all of them had uh, QBs, and I think there was a chance that a QB, some of the better QBs would be coming off the board. Uh, also, there were already uh, five QBs off the board, so uh, I thought I'd actually uh, get on with it and uh, snap that up yep definitely good value uh sean you're next on the clock yeah same reason that we just talked about there i'm going qb in this position as well um and i'm possibly gonna take a reach here but i like the upside from a fantasy perspective um i'm going with the running points of lamar jackson 
Interesting. Interesting that you've gone for a second QB uh, in the ninth round as well. But definitely, uh, the running upside of Lamar Jackson is 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 very very good. So uh, so yeah, I can understand the pick. Um, personally, I probably wouldn't have gone for two quarterbacks in a one quarterback league. But again, that's personal preference. You wanted to lock up that position uh, with with a fantasy friendly quarterback there. Um, so back to me. I'm just having a flick through. Obviously, I need a quarterback, but. I am willing to wait. There's still tons of decent run, uh, quarterbacks for me on the board. Um, dip into the running back pool, and it's all about the backup brigades now. We've got um, uh, Darrell Henderson, excuse me, uh, Darrell Henderson, Rashad Penny, those sorts of players, and um, Darwin Thompson as well. So I think I'm going to dip back into the wide receiver pool. There's a couple of players that I like here, Curtis Samuel and Sterling Shepard. Um, Oh, it's just auto picked for me. Unbelievable! Uh, <laughs> I just picked Drew Brees on an auto pick. I didn't see the clock. That is my fault. But I would have let it known that I would have picked Curtis Samuel in that position because I love the outlook for Curtis Samuel uh, in Carolina. Uh, but unfortunately, I didn't keep my eyes peeled, as is the slogan for the full ten yards. Uh, and I've, I've drafted Drew Brees, which. I would never draft in a million years, let alone uh, in the ninth round. But hey ho, that's how it works. Um, yeah, I would have gone. It could have been a lot worse, mate. It could have been a lot worse. Um, uh, and yeah, like you I could said, have drafted Andrew Luck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would have been uh, yeah not so funny for a Colts fan. It's kicking the teeth that would have been. Um, no, if if it would have been, if I would have uh, had my brain in gear there, I would have picked Curtis Samuel because yeah, like I said, I think he's got a great opportunity to do some damage uh, in Carolina. Uh, Marcus is also time is expiring and he has auto drafted Jared Goff. So I'd actually be fairly happy with Jared Goff to be honest because I think he's a really good quarterback. Uh, Will Fuller, Curtis Samuel debatable whether Curtis Samuel would go there like I said I'd picked him but anyway um, and uh, another auto pick Lamar, Lamar Miller uh, so we've excused that uh, Kareem Hunt Jarrell Henderson Emmanuel Sanders Matt Breeder has just gone off the board as well so um, Sterling Shepard's still on the board I'm really hoping that he falls to me because again Sterling Shepard is the wide receiver one in the Giants until Golden Tate comes back week four and then we'll see but definitely to start with Sterling Shepard is the the wide receiver one so I'm hoping he falls to me if not I'd be happy with I'd be happy with Sammy Watkins I think um down in this value in the, in the 10th round I think that's a pretty good value for him there um Let's have a quick browse at our teams. Uh, Dilly so far, Alvin Kamara, Antonio Brown, Devonta Freeman in the third, Julian Edelman, Cooper Cup, T.Y. Hilton, Miles Sanders, Jared Cook, and Carson Wentz. Sean, your team, the wide receiver, heavy team in DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, your wide receivers, very, very solid. Two quarterbacks in... Uh, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and uh, Travis Kelsey, of course, with uh, Duke Johnson and James White. Okay, it's back to me on the clock. Devonta Adams, Odell Beckham Jr., Kerryon Johnson, Sony Michelle, Mark Ingram, OJ Howard, Alshon Jeffrey, Alan Robinson, and what would have been Curtis Samuel ended up being Drew Brees. Stanley Shepard's still there. I'm taking him. Uh, on to you, Sean. 
Yeah, so James Washington for me from Pittsburgh. I think he's got a chance to see some of the targets that would have usually gone ABs. Where he's obviously in a battle there with Moncrief, but I like the upside of Washington. So again, I think there's some value there. Um, you know, potentially um, could turn into a nice mm-hmm. target because I think Juju's going to get plenty of attention on the other side. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. We spoke about that on on the podcast not long ago with with James Coe. Uh, he said he likes Dante Moncrief. I think James Washington gets his fair share as well, so I don't think you can't go wrong. Um, we saw Ben Roethlisberger throw for 670-odd um, throws last year. I mean, that's ridiculous, uh, 670 attempts. Um, is he going to repeat that? I doubt it, but there's still... He is always in and around the 5,000-yard mark, so there's got to be some, some yards going James Washington's way for sure. Uh, Dilly, you're up next. Take me through your options there. Uh, I've just gone with Darwin Thompson, and uh, that's on the hope that he actually wins out to get the um, rock running back spot. Uh-huh. And I think you're not far wrong, as everyone knows my feelings on Damian Williams. I don't think he ends the season as the running back one, and I think there's ample opportunity for for Darwin Thompson to be that guy he's looked really good in the preseason training camp so yeah Darwin Thompson's a a great pickup in the 10th round for me a very solid backup Uh, okay Dante Moncrief the the aforementioned Dante Moncrief went straight after that Russell Wilson is Andy Moore's choice of quarterback which is again a solid pickup in the 10th round and again we, we talk about this week in week out you don't need to draft a running back in the early rounds obviously if you want a Patrick Mahomes um like Sean did he wanted to pair him with Travis Kelsey I'm more than happy with that um but you know, there's no other reason. There's no need to go grab uh, you sort of your Aaron Rodgers and and Matt Ryan's to Sean Watson's. You don't have to grab them if you don't want to. You can capitalize on the value at running back and wide receiver. Russell Wilson has just got off the ball at ten ten, and you know he's he's a more than adequate fantasy running back. Uh, after him, Caden Bellage and Rashad Penny off the board. Back to you, Dilly. Dante Pettis. Packing out the wide receivers. Not worried about him at all after the shaky camp he's had so far? Well, considering they've got four wide receivers ahead of him, yeah, it's upside. More of it's more of the upside. Just yeah. seeing if if he, if he blows up then and Ty is non-existent, he's ghost-like. Then he has the opportunity to be uh, the flex. Yeah. Okay, Sean, on to you. Uh, Marvin Jones for me. Um, I think we've talked about it throughout that you know if you can get some value from a, a player that's likely to see the vast majority of the snaps this late in the draft, then I'm more than happy to pick him up. So Marvin Jones is he's uh, added for me. Excellent. I have gone for Jordan Howard um, just because I think 11. 11.5 is a great value for Jordan Howard. I know Miles Sanders has, has come on leaps and bounds the last few weeks in, in training camp and has swayed it for me slightly, but I still think Jordan Value is going to have... Uh, Jordan Value. <laughs> I still think Jordan... <laughs> Jordan's Value. Yeah, I, that's his new nickname. Jordan Value um, at 11.05. 11, uh, you know, Jordan Howard, uh, listen, he is a running back that's hit 1,000 yards three out of four years. You know, or two out of three years, something like that. He's got plenty of value. Nine touchdowns last year for Chicago. He's going to be used in some way, shape, or form behind a better O line than what he had in Chicago. So, yeah, I, I don't mind that pick at all. I think Jordan Howard's got plenty of value down in uh, Jordan value for eleven five. Uh, Dion Lewis went after him. LaShawn McCoy, 
Deshaun Jackson, Corey Davis. Man, Corey Davis. He was he was meant to be good once, wasn't he? Um, Vance <laughs> McDonald. last year. Um, and uh, an auto pick because um, Andrew Luck has gone off the board. Um, Cam Newton, uh, Justin Jackson, Michael Gallup. That's a great shout from Brighty. Michael Gallup at 12-4. I love drafting this kid um, late on in drafts because he has got real potential to be uh, a solid wide receiver for Dallas Cowboys, especially if Zeke's not there because all them targets from last year are going to be up for grabs. Um, it's the same offense. So Michael Gallup is is one for me that I like picking up in the late rounds. Unfortunately, he did not drop to me. Just waiting for Marcus, my best mate, for me. Come on, mate, hurry up. Running back-wise, Voice Freeman, no interest. Jalen Samuels, no interest. Actually, Royce Freeman has got a little bit of interest down here in the 12th round for me. Mm. Devin Singletary, Singletary. No interest. Adrian Peterson, not really. Not now. Drew guy seems to be back. Um, so back to the wide receiver pool for me. Larry Fitzgerald is on the board. Very tempted here just from a PPR standpoint. The old man is still in Arizona. Um, and he still catches the ball incredibly well. He does still catch the ball incredibly well. It's between him and Cortland Sutton for me. Cortland, and again... I'm going to go with Cortland Sutton. The reason being is because Cortland Sutton legit could be the wide receiver one on his team. Like I keep saying for these players that I picked up, Alshon Jeffrey and Alan Robinson, he could be the wide receiver one on Denver. That's why I'm picking him up. I know Joe Flacco's got a noodle arm. I know Cortland Sutton's not the greatest of wide receivers, but there's a chance, and he's my what, sixth wide receiver, so happy with that. Uh, Sean. Same logic applied, mate. Golden Tate, um, obviously going to miss the start of the season, but yeah. all, all expectation will be the wide receiver one when he comes back. So following the same logic for the last couple of picks of mine there, I think he's just great value this late on, even though I know I'm not going to be able to get any points from him from the first few weeks. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, you're stacked at wide receiver. So it's, again, it's upside picks. These last few rounds are just that. Um, what I think we'll do, because we are running well, we're over the hour mark now. I think what we're going to do, guys, we're going to wrap it up uh, after the next sets of picks that will leave us with just two picks left. But what we'll do is I will put all of our picks on um, on the Twitter for people to vote for out of us three who won the draft. That'll be interesting to see. We'll have a little uh, a little Twitter vote, um, and that will go up shortly after. Um, the recording has finished, um, so let's just run through our team. Obviously, we'll have one more pick before we before we sign off. But um, Diddy, your team so far shaping up like this: Alvin Kamara, Devonta Freeman, Miles Sanders, Darwin Thompson at running back, Antonio Brown, Julian Edelman, Cooper Cup, T.Y. Hilton, Dante Pettis, Larry Fitzgerald at wide receiver, with Carson Wentz as the quarterback, Jared Cook as your tight end. I bet you like that team, don't you? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of upside. It. Plenty of upside in that team. <laughs> Plenty of upside. We've got solid, solid guys who are going to get just ton of touches or targets. And then you've got the upside of guys who you can take a dart on, really. Yeah. Yeah, I think you've got week-to-week value. You've got some solid players in Antonio Brown, Julian Edelman, 
and Devonta Freeman for me, and obviously Alvin Kamara as well. They're going to get you steady amount of points every week. I think you're going to be happy with that. Um, so yeah, well played, uh, Sean. Your zero RB strategy, I think, played out wonderfully. Uh, your starting quarterback is Patrick Mahomes with Lamar Jackson as a backup. Then you've gone uh, running back Duke Johnson, James White, and I'm sure there'll be another couple before the the night is out. Uh, wide receivers. DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, James Washington, Marvin Jones, Golden Tate. You, sir, have locked up that wide receiver position very, very nicely. Travis Kelsey is your tight end as well. And you've just taken Devin Singletary as a third running back. So, so yeah, that's a very, very good strategy. Are you happy with it? Like, like I said, I you know, couldn't be happy with the way that's panned out, to be honest. I'm, I'm obviously going to struggle for a little bit of depth, I'm suggesting, now in this running back room. But... Yeah, to be fair, I think uh, yeah, there's going to be plenty of points scored amongst the other positions to compensate for that anyway. Um, I'm more than happy with uh, with how that's panned out. I mean, you, you, the way you've got to look at it is on the waiver wire after the draft is finished. There's probably going to be Adrian Peterson, who you know we don't know Geis is back yet. We know that he's played. We don't know how ready he is for week one. So Peterson could have a role. And if, of course, if Geis goes down injured as well, you've got Matterson, who's a solid backup. Ronald Jones could be the starter in Tampa Bay. Damian Harris is a high-value pick from the draft uh, on New England team that loves to use the running backs. So he could be worth it. Ito Smith, if anything happens to Devonta Freeman... I don't think he's got an injury-prone issue, but a lot of people do. Then E.O. Smith is the guy that's going to take over. Um, you know, maybe Naheem Hines is the guy that benefits the most of Jacoby Brissett. So there's plenty of options for you there on the waiver wire should you need to pick up depth later on in the season. So so actually, I, I'm, I'm not, like I said right at the beginning and in the third round, I'm not really myself, I'm not a component of the zero RB strategy. I, I like to have running backs on my team that I know I can trust. But having seen your team, I, I like it. I like what you've done there. Um, and I think you, yeah, you've got the wide receivers wrapped up nicely in a three wide receiver league. So well played. Uh, my team, <laughs> I've just seen I auto-picked again, Kyler Murray. Um, I probably would go for Kyler Murray later on in the draft, I'll be honest. Um, so my two auto-pick quarterbacks, Kyler Murray and Drew Brees, um, followed by uh, On Johnson, Sony Michelle, Mark Ingram, and Jordan Howard, my four running backs there. I'm fairly happy with all of those guys. Uh, wide receiver, Devante Adams, OBJ, Alshon Jeffrey, Alan Robinson, Sterling Shepard, Courtland Sun. I love those wide receivers. I think there's plenty of upside potential for all of those, uh, especially the later picks, to be wide receiver ones in their teams. Uh, and obviously, I, I, like I keep saying, I would have had Curtis Samuel as well instead of, of Drew Brees. Um, and OJ Howard as my tight end, which I'm more than happy with. So I like my draft. Sean, you like your draft. Dilly, you like your draft. I think there's only one thing we can do which is fair, and that is to take it to the Twitter. So, ladies and gentlemen, once you've finished listening to this, go to my Twitter or go to the show's Twitter, full at full 10y, sorry, F10y fantasy, and have a look at the poll and, and vote to, to for your favourite out of us three. Um, gents, 
<laughs> Sorry, it's been a little bit of a long one tonight, but I think it's been worth it because we've had a very good discussion on draft strategy and the certain players that have gone uh, in the draft. So thank you so much for coming on. Um, Diddy, where can we find you on the social medias and, and what have you got in store for the full 10 yards? At Dilly Toon. Um, you will find me on uh, as part of the fantasy team with starts and sits and uh, various uh, week-by-week fantasy articles. And, uh, and look forward to uh, all of you guys actually uh, reading all of our stuff. Yeah, excellent stuff. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the season, Dilly. I, I, obviously, you wrote for me at the uh, Cross Fancy Pond and you podcasted with me, so I've known you a long time. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited for for you to get uh, to get in the swing of things in the season on on the regular weekly articles because they're they're so good. Um, I mean, they took off like a rocket last year. Um, the, the weekly stuff did. So looking forward for week one to start, so we can start um, getting that out. Um, how about you, Shaw? Where where can we find you across? the various uh, social medias and, and, and what have you got in store for the full 10 yards yeah so it's at Sean underscore F10Y um, I'll be writing predominantly NFL based content so I've um, put a few articles up in the last couple of weeks since I joined the group um, looking forward as you guys alluded to there get that regular season kicked off in just a week's time now Yeah, uh, we'll start previewing the games telling you what to look out for um, telling you who's done well who's not done well um, and really looking forward to, to getting kicked off. So appreciate you bringing me on tonight, mate. Let's hope for your sake that the, the non-fantasy expert of the group doesn't win that Twitter poll. <laughs> oh, don't. <laughs> don't. That would be absolutely hilarious. Uh, but you've got you know, every chance to with that team, Sean. Uh, yeah, boys, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Uh, again, sorry it's run on a little bit. It's probably the longest one we've done all year so far, this this uh, show. But uh, I think it's worth it. So, yeah, thanks so much. And, and yeah, everyone, go check them out on Twitter and, and go follow them on the full 10 yards. The stuff that these guys are, are churning out week to week, um, you know, daily, daily basis sometimes, it's just incredible it's, it's really good read I'm, I'm so proud of everyone with the full 10 yards because we've, we've taken it and we've run with it um excuse the pun um but no it's it's really starting to kick off um so yeah we we will leave it there we will post up the the i will post up the the final uh, the final i've just auto picked again <laughs> i've not done very well with these auto picks tonight anyway we'll, we'll see on the on the twitter uh who you like the most and uh, we'll get that going but for, for for me it's see you later and for from you dilly goodbye guys and from you sean see you later guys Take care, everyone. www.full10yards.com and uh, and give us a follow on the social medias. Take care. In the words of the great Kevin Cadle, it's bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards or email the show, full10yards at gmail.com.